Good day, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Tom. I am your host, Aaron Wilker, and I am calling in from the west coast of the United States, where we are being hit with our first winter storm, which is a good thing for us in California. And in just a minute, we'll be checking in with my personal coach and friend, Tom Hart. Before we start our conversation with Tom, though, I would like to remind everyone that these are recorded podcasts, and you are able to listen to them by going to Tom's website, successseriesllc.com, and under the blog tab, you will find the link to the Talk with Tom podcast. You may also subscribe to uh, these podcasts at Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes Store. And now it is a great privilege for me to introduce my coach, my mentor, and my friend, Tom Hart. Good day, Tom. How are you today? Hi, Aaron. I'm doing great. Thank you. Excellent. What have you been up to this past month, Tom, and what do you have coming up? Well, I guess the answer to both those is related because uh, what we just completed in Denver was a um, a beta testing of a new module for a redo of the Empowered Woman 101 workshop that we give. We're now calling it Goddesses 101. We've updated the material. Uh, a lot of my women clients uh, have made mention that some of the uh, information that was in Empowered Woman 101 is very applicable to today's world, but then there's so many new things being introduced every day as we come to learn this new normal of, of uh, today's world. And, um, and I've blended some of the content from uh, Christiane Northrup's book, Goddesses Never Age, into some of the curriculum for Empowered Woman 101, and we're calling it Goddesses 101. So that beta test was a complimentary workshop in Denver uh, just a couple weeks ago. And then coming up, we have a complimentary workshop in uh, Kansas City uh, by the name of Feng Shui Your Life. And feng shui is an Eastern science of uh, placement and organization in one's home or environment. Uh, perhaps you've heard of it where, you know, if you walk in the front door, you want a certain orientation to the furniture. You want a certain uh, look and feel to the organization of the room. You know, not a lot of clutter, more, um, more intentional. And what I've done with feng shui your life, we're, we're beta testing this. So, you know, we'll see how it is received. But we're using that same kind of science to translate to one's life of living life with intention. So that beta test is coming up in Kansas City, I believe, uh, mid-November, just in a few weeks from now. That is interesting. And then I, I see a new topic for uh, another podcast here. <laughs> Definitely. Future, because, yeah, I've never heard of feng shui in one's life. I've heard of, you know, house and you know, business offices and things like that, but I've never heard of feng shui one's life. So I, I believe a topic for another time, that is for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, in fact, uh, let me just tack on that in one of my latest real estate projects, we've engaged a feng shui expert to uh, do those very things you just talked about with our environment and in our building lobby and in some of the other uh, – site uh, design elements. And um, when I brought this topic up to that person, I said, well, look, I'm, I'm interested in writing a, 
uh, workshop around feng shui your life because it's it's something that can be easily translated into how one lives and uh, how one controls or in, uh, influences their environment. They thought it was uh, a good idea. All right. Well, right on. Well, today's topic for this podcast is called the uh, Productivity Sweet Spot, and I call it that because um, on our podcast about masterminds, you gave us a tip at the end of the call or the end of the podcast for some personal productivity and task management apps, and they're very helpful, but I find it interesting that throughout my career managing distribution centers for different companies, and now I'm working with different companies as a consultant, you know, I'm often told that we need to increase the manpower. We don't have enough current staffing. The current staffing can't handle our workload. And my usual response is, is the current staff being as productive as they can be? And do they have the right tools? Are they using them effectively? And I know, Tom, that when you work with people personally, as well as with your business clients, you run into these same comments and questions from your clients. And it just seems that most people think there's not enough time in a day to get everything done. So how do we increase our own personal productivity, Tom? How do we, how do we create the time to be more product, productive, or how do we become more productive in the time that we have? Because we all have the same amount of time, right? Yes, indeed. In fact, um, what we'll cover in this podcast is basically a formula to achieve that very thing. And, and I'd like to start with a, a story of sorts uh, of that very uh, uh, thing that you just mentioned of a business client. Um, I had recommended that uh, she read Getting Things Done by David Allen, which is a great book uh, for both business and personal organization and productivity. And her comment back to me was, well, I don't have time to read a book. You know, like, help me, help me get more productive and I'll have the time to read the book. You know, and I was like, well, no, you want to read the book so that you don't have to spend the hours by trial and error that would come by not reading the book. Because like you said, we all have 168 hours in our week. And, um, you know, whether you're the most productive person or the most unproductive person, how you spend that time is going to translate to your success or your productivity. But there's a formula, there's an equation that has been uh, created that kind of determines how to best do that where you meet certain things, uh, and, and it's time plus energy plus attention or focus, to get to a place of effectiveness and efficiency. And I'll get that, into that in detail. Uh, but before I do, let me mention that when you have high achievers that are the Richard Bransons and the Elon Musks of the world who are in multiple industries making multiple game-changing, disruptor kinds of, of um, uh, innovations, they have the same 168 hours that we do in our life weekly. And in the case of Elon Musk, why here's somebody, the founder and CEO of Tesla, that is not only a disruptor for the auto industry and transportation in general because of the popularity now of electric cars and hybrid vehicles, greater ranges, etc. 
And I don't know if you knew this, Aaron, uh, but two things about that. The Tesla was the first car in Consumer Reports history to receive a 100 score on a scale of 100, and that Elon Musk opened up all the patents relative to the uh, power generation, the, the, you know, the electrical battery, basically, which is what makes the car what it is. And he opened those patents up for everybody to use without any compensation to Tesla. And, his, his, of course, his desire was to make it a game changer for the world. But then it's not just that. He's using that same technology for uh, power wall batteries, which is like an a, a electric city generation, uh, not just electricity for vehicles, but to power your houses. And then, of course, we all know him as SpaceX, which is uh, you know, space travel and exploration, mainly with his eye on Mars. So there's, there's an individual who's got the same 168 hours in a week. He's running multiple billion-dollar companies, uh, game changers in three massive industries. So, you know, how is he able to accomplish anything more than those of us who are not in those realms but trying to be productive in our own life? Now, granted, I'll give you this. He can delegate. He can build a organization or a platform around it, and that leverage allows a lot of productivity to come out of an individual. But the main component that I believe it comes down to, even for having leverage be one of those tools that you and I can use, is to have a productivity mindset. In other words, the desire, the ability, the interest in becoming productive. And I think that can be defined. So what is productivity? I gave you the equation earlier, and I'd like to break down what I mean by effectiveness and efficiency because when you combine those two things, that's when productivity is best realized. Effectiveness is goal-oriented. It's your ability to make progress toward a worthy end and a goal that you measure whether you're being productive or just active. And so you don't want to just do work right, you want to do the right work. And that's what effectiveness is. Now, efficiency is doing the work right. It's process-oriented. So effectiveness is goal-oriented. Efficiency is process-oriented. If you jump straight to efficiency without being effective, all you're doing is working on the wrong thing quickly. You know, in other words, busy work or, or busyness. And you're just fooling yourself. So the process needs to be combined with the goal orientation. And those two things, effectiveness and efficiency, can be found at what I call that intersection, that sweet spot of time, energy, and attention. And I first came across this equation uh, offered up by Paul Miners of the Productivity Podcast, and I think it's a very simple way for people to remember how do I get, quote-unquote, productive and it's this equation of time plus energy plus focus, or what he calls attention, equals effectiveness and efficiency, this combination of doing the right thing and doing the right thing right. So uh, let's get into these elements, these three elements, time, energy, and um, focus. So for time, if you use some of the task and time management techniques that I've previously blogged about and We've spotlighted here on the Talk With Tom podcast. You'll find a number of resources. So the master calendar is a tool to manage uh, and, and, uh, and, 
and uh, work your time efficiently. The Ideal Week and many other apps out there can help you hone your effectiveness. The goal-setting piece of that, the goal orientation to, the, to effectiveness, comes by way of SMART goals, like we've talked about before, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Those kinds of goals are what is required. Those elements are required of goals in order to be able to, to judge your effectiveness. If you can measure it, so rather than say something like, I want to create a website and a blog about photography, you'd say something more along the lines of, I'm going to spend six hours a week for four weeks building my website, then four hours a week blogging about photography, writing two blog posts a week. You get the idea. You make it very measurable. So that's the time element of it. On the energy side, all of us, drive, our ambition, our drive really comes from our level of energy. And our energy comes from what we eat primarily, you know, in the way of our fuel to provide us that energy, but also how well we sleep and how our body performs. You know, in other words, sleep, exercise, and nutrition. So let me touch on each of those three real quick. On the subject of sleep, um, in one of my modules for the success principles for the new normal uh, workshop, I talk about my ideal sweet spot of sleep. And for me, it's eight hours. Somebody else, it might be six. Somebody else, it might be ten. But what's interesting about it for me is that it's not just eight hours. It's when those eight hours are. And it's interesting for me, it's ten to six, ten p.m. to six a.m. If I go to sleep from midnight to 8 a.m., I'm not as sharp the next day. It's still eight hours, but I'm not as sharp the next day as if I did from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Same for 11 to, 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 to 7. So to me, the answer is always, the answer to the question is, what's the optimum number of hours I should sleep per night? I always answer, whatever is your biorhythm, whatever you personally will find that sweet spot for. And you want it to be, at least during these scientifically proven, quote-unquote, golden hours, just Google uh, sleep golden hours, and you'll get some information that tells you about the hours of 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. are kind of that best time, to the best window to hit for your REM sleep, for your, your up and down uh, cycles that, that happen. You have five cycles in a total of eight hours sleep because these are 90-minute cycles. And, and you want to get into that deep REM sleep in order to reserve the most energy uh, for that. Uh, personally, I'm kind of nerdy on this. I've got a sleep app called Sleep Cycle. Do you know of such a thing, Aaron? <laughs> no, Tom. I, I, I know that I go to bed at, at 10 o'clock. My body's ready for sleep, so... 10 o'clock, I'm crashed. in bed. Oh, yeah, God. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in bed, and I get up between 4.30 and 5 in the morning, even on the weekends. That is my cycle. So um, it's automatic for you. So it's automatic for me. I don't, I don't yeah, set the alarm good. clock anymore or anything like that. My body is adjusted to that. Oh, perfect. Well, then there's, that's you listening to your body. That's your biorhythm. That's your, that's your exact. Uh, the, the, the use of the sleep app allows me to, to kind of gauge what are the, um, 
what are the cycles that are taking place uh, during that uh, period of time that I'm sleeping? So you set it, you know, it's an app. I don't know how this thing works. It's so crazy. You, you, you open the app, you set the time that you want to wake, and then it finds a 20-minute period of time uh, window. So if you say 8 o'clock, it's going to have that window be sometime between 7.50 and 8.10. And then it starts to wake you by means of whatever music, basically, or, or nature sound you want it to, to play to wake you up. Uh, at that hour, but it's also going to do it at a time when you're in the sleep cycle rather than deep down. You're in a sleep cycle where it's kind of coming up out of that deep down sleep, that REM sleep. But there's an accelerometer in your cell phone, in your smartphone, and and uh, at least there is in an, in an iPhone, and that that kind of gauges how your uh, body movement is on the mattress. And again, I, I said it's crazy. I don't know how it works, but it you lay it next to you in the bed. And it monitors your sleep cycles. And sure enough, in the morning, you get a percentage readout. And typically, I'm somewhere between 75 and 100% sleep. But, um, boy, on bad night's sleep, I can see it's like, you know, below 75 or 60 even. And you know, boy, I feel this. But point being that sleep is just as important as um, uh, any of the other um, uh, elements, time and, and focus. Uh, because it gains you the energy uh, that you require uh, to to perform your best. The other two elements to gain your energy, of course, is exercise and nutrition. And those are pretty uh, common uh, knowledge things. But um, with exercise, you know, I'm always asked the question, what's the best exercise to do? And my answer is always the same, the one you'll do. So whether you play tennis or do cycling or go swimming, it doesn't matter what you do. Just do it. So it's enjoyable to you. So it's something you will do habitually so that it's a, it's a constant, healthy lifestyle choice and it boosts your energy. Now, ideally, interestingly enough, morning exercise is more beneficial for you and for your, your sleep and energy levels. And it's because you schedule your workouts in the morning, cortisol is at its highest point. And that's the natural body drug to encourage activity and exercise. And exercise, of course, gets you oxygen to the brain, which gets you started on the productive day ahead. So personally, I don't work out in the morning. Do you? First thing in the morning. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so you're seeing I, – Yeah. I, even when I travel, um, I have a set of exercises that I can do in my hotel room, and I'll bring a rubber band with me. Yep. You know, and about 15 minutes of exercise in the morning, um, quick exercises, 15 minutes, and I'm done, and on to my day. Perfect. Well, that, that of course, it helps in your energy uh, creation. The last piece is nutrition. So we've got sleep, exercise, and nutrition. And most of us think of food as the quote-unquote energy in our life, and they, we don't recognize that sometimes it's sleep and exercise that create that fuel as well. But food is definitely fuel, and if you look at it as fuel, you'll want real high-energy fuel, just like you would in your car, and that will give you better performance, just like high-energy, high-octane fuel would give your car better performance. So don't skip breakfast. Your body's 
in starvation mode. It's trying to um, replenish what it's missed all day. So you want to have that be um, part of your, your morning routine is a healthy, energetic breakfast. But focus on eating green foods, whole foods, natural ingredients, nothing processed, nothing GMO, stay away from sugars and starch. I start every day with a homemade drink that I make weekly that comes from um, a juicer with apples, spinach, cucumbers, celery, lemons, and a wheatgrass shot. And that is what I pour first thing in the morning. Uh, And I'm sipping that through my power hour to kind of get me started in the day. And then you want to stay hydrated throughout the day. You've heard this before, you know, drink half your body weight in ounces every day. And water is best for that. Here's a quick tip for you, Tom. I don't know if you – well, you probably know this from your past experiences way back when managing um, a big grocery store in Southern California when you were going to college. Um, I've read that when you go grocery shopping, to shop the perimeter of the store and stay out of the middle of the store that all the natural ingredients, your produce and the meats and whatnot that are natural are generally on the perimeter of the store and that all the processed and canned junk and everything like that is in the middle aisles. So if you do your grocery shopping, mostly around the perimeter of the store, you're buying healthy food. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get it. And, you know, well, when, I, when I read that and next time I walked into the grocery store, I went, huh, uh, that is correct. Yeah, right. Well, these days, um, you know, and I've seen this trending in my real estate career, these days uh, every store, whether it's a natural food store or not, has now a health food section. And where Whole Foods has kind of shown up on the scene and captured a market share and people are now eating that way and willing to pay to eat that way, um, a, a typical neighborhood grocery store has grown from 55,000 square feet to 80,000 square feet now because they're devoting like 10 or 15,000 square feet just to this healthy Whole Foods section. And so there's a lot of product and a lot of there, – there's no reason why you can't do it these days. And they're becoming more and more uh, economical too. Well, the last piece of the equation, uh, that one being energy. We talked about time. That was energy. The last piece is attention or focus. And, uh, again, time plus energy plus focus gets you to productivity. So have you ever been working where you're kind of like what I call in the zone or what people popularly call in the zone, and you kind of completely lose track of time? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that state of concentration is called the flow. And when you're in the flow, your whole world kind of like disappears, and it's just about where your focus is. It's just about the project you're working on. Or for an athlete, it's just about the – play that's being executed and that flow becomes a kind of natural state that feels great to you like when you're in it you get a whole lot done because you're achieving this natural energetic flow to what you're doing and 
because of that flow, you're more productive. Now, granted, if you're in uninterrupted environment, it's even better. And in fact, oftentimes when people kind of buckle down and work on a project, they might close the door, they might go to the conference room, they might do it after hours, you know, whatever they need to really focus without having interruptions. And in the average office worker basically gets interrupted like every three minutes, it seems. So the more you can find that place of focus or concentration, the better off you'll be in that productivity. And if you combine the self-discipline and good habits with this productive workspace to help you kind of keep in that focus, then you'll be able to set yourself up for success. It's really about environment. It's really about um, concentration. Uh, there are some uh, uh, cognitive exercises that you can Google that, that kind of sharpen that focus or concentration. Um, there's, there's many ways of, of controlling how you can pay attention, so to speak, but, but you want that to be um, kind of determined uh, by way of uh, setting yourself up for success. And then again, once you combine these all, the time, energy, and attention, you now get to this place of effectiveness and efficiency, this sweet spot, so to speak, that I call productivity, intersection of those three to create this level of productivity. And hopefully that answers your question or those of your clients that say, hey, you know, how do I how do I get more productive in my day or in my life? Right. And you know, I I just want to um reiterate your environment, finding the right environment and recognizing that um today my plan actually was to work from home. I said we're being hit with our first winter storm here on the West Coast. And, you know, don't know about where you're at, but California, the first big rain, nobody knows how to drive in it, and there's lots of accidents and whatnot. So my plan was to work from home. But I actually have a lot that I want to get done today. Um, and I want it done because today is actually my wife's and my wedding anniversary, so oh, congratulations. Dedicate, thank you. I want to dedicate the weekend to spending time with her and don't want to have to work on anything this weekend. So I came to my office rather than working from home, knowing that at home I'm so easily distracted, <laughs> you know, by yes. you know, trips to the refrigerator or you know, the dog wants to be petted or you know a lot of distractions generally can work through those distractions, but being knowing I wanted to be focused today, I chose to come to my office where those distractions don't work. A conscious effort on my part recognizing that there are distractions and I need to eliminate them. Well, yeah, in fact, you've probably measured the commute, the extra time commuting because of the weather against the time of productivity that you would have at the office versus at home, and you decided, well, I can be more productive at the office in spite of the commute. Correct. Correct. Yep. You know, many of my coaching clients are solopreneurs where they might even work from home, and some of the little tricks that I give them for this focus are things like, well, of course, having a dedicated workspace. That goes a long way. So if you have a home office where you can 
go into that room and close the door, and then that kind of puts you in that mindset. But it doesn't have to be like that. There could be as little as simple things like putting on a particular baseball cap or a particular shirt that kind of puts you in that mindset of like, okay, I'm now in my mode of, you know, whatever their business is. And putting that shirt on puts them in that mindset. And, and it's little things. It's not the big things necessarily that are going to create the productivity. It's little things, but a lot of them all lined up in the course of, in the, in the case of environment. Yeah. There's a lot of little things that need to be lined up to make it so that there aren't the distractions and that you're truly in a productive state of mind. Then you can get things like your energy and your uh, time uh, really working to help you achieve. And it's with that achievement that comes productivity because you're, you're feeling the progress you're, you're working it in a way that does serve you. Yep. And to your point, even when I do work from my office at home, I still will either put on a polo shirt or a button-down shirt because, you know, my whole career, that's what I did when I went to work. Yep, yep. And that triggers my mind that I am working. So That's right. Yeah. Yeah, people always talk about how, you know, I can work from home in my pajamas. Well, how how productive are you relative to how you used to be in the office? And you might be very productive. You might be more productive. So just do what works for you and know that you want to measure the level of success so you can see that there is actually this formula for success that you can call yours and, and be more productive, and however that is, if you're working from home. All right. Very good. Um, at the beginning of this podcast, you know, I mentioned that you had uh, talked about some productivity apps on the Mastermind podcast. You want to just reiterate what those productivity apps are for us, Tom? Where, where you know, what what are good apps that you would recommend that uh, somebody could use to track their productivity or increase their productivity? Oh, fantastic! Yes, indeed. Well, in fact. Um, Next month, we're going to be talking about some business resources that include some of these apps um, and then also be able to provide additional uh, apps that are more personal ones. Uh, next month, we'll be focused on, on business resources. But one of, the, one of the number one resources that I use is an app by the name of Evernote. Evernote is a means of uh, really recording by either a picture, a website, text, even audio, um, uh, things that are um, uh, archivable. So these might be uh, things that you use to kind of um, organize your, your, your many different resources or your checklists or your goals or other ideas, uh, and it, and it kind of creates a record of them right there in your smartphone. Uh, another great one, of course, is whatever you have in the form of some kind of goal-setting uh, apps, and there's tons of them out there. Uh, we talked about Stride, which is, uh, it helps you track pretty much anything. So, you know, if you have a smart goal and you want to be able to be accountable and chart your progress, Stride is a, is a great app for that. There's another one called SuccessWiz, which is a uh, productivity app to keep track of goals. Um, and then, of course, you could be very project-specific, so to speak. If you want to lose weight, there's apps for that. Uh, I mentioned uh, 
water hydration uh, throughout the day. There's an app for uh, for keeping track of your uh, your uh, number of ounces that you're drinking called Water Log, and get it. It's a water log. <laughs> so oh yeah, kind of kind of corny, uh, but but you know that's that's another great uh, uh, app that's out there for productivity. And then you know earlier when we opened, I mentioned uh, David Allen's book, uh, Getting Things Done. If you go to the App Store and you just put in um, GTD, you know, for getting things done, you just put in GTD, I bet you there are a dozen at least apps that are just uh, uh, takeoffs from, from his uh, 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 book. And then lastly, you know, while we're talking about apps, I might as well talk about the Success Principles app. That app is uh, in the uh, uh, iTunes or the uh, iPhone App Store, at least. I don't know if you have it in Google Play. Probably so, but um, you know there are uh, 64 success principles within the book, and each one of them is represented in the app as a card. And you can you know click on that card to remind you of you know any particular principle, or just randomly pick one. And I find that when you have those kinds of affirming uh, tools at your instant use, you can get right back on track because the best app for productivity is your frickin' brain to be able to tell it, hey, get back down to business, and, and, and it's just right back on track. And, and sometimes it just takes a motivator like that, uh, you know, that uh, is a little reminder or an alert that you can set in your phone, and then, that, then you're off and running, and that's what productivity is all about. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you. Uh, before we close out, do you have some homework that you'd want us to work on or do yeah, until fact, your next podcast? Yes. Why don't Why don't we ask the listeners to go to their app store, whether it's uh, Google Play or uh, uh, the Apple App Store, and download a, a productivity app or two and uh, experiment with it. Uh, don't feel like you have to do a lot of due diligence and figure out which one's the best one for you. Just go find a couple that resonate with you and experiment with them. And if they don't work, then, you know, delete them. You'll always have them in the cloud. Try some free ones at first. All the ones that I mentioned are free apps. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot of calendar apps out there that could tie together your goals with your habit uh, uh, chain and your calendar. And all those things will kind of keep you back on track, and that's, of course, a measure of your productivity as well. So let's make that the homework for the month uh, to uh, to go download a few productivity apps and play around with them. Excellent. I'd, I'd like to add on to that, if you don't mind. Um, I'd like to say if you Please. find an app that you really like um, and you find it easy, and especially if it's free, please go to Tom's website, successseriesllc.com, and the very last tab is contact. Contact Tom and let him know about the app, what you like about it, um, where you found it. And I guess as well, if you find an app that you don't like, what you didn't like about it, let Tom know so that he has that information and um, can share it with other people. So if you don't mind, Tom, I'd, I'd tack that Excellent. on there. 
Excellent. Well, can I take right. one more step? <laughs> since we, Let's go. Since we now have, yeah, since we now have a uh, Twitter and Facebook account, uh, how about using the hashtag productivity app and uh, tweet uh, what that favorite is. Uh, tweet it to, um, to our new uh, Twitter uh, handle, which is at success underscore series, or go to our new Facebook page, which is at success.series, and comment there uh, as well. And that way it kind of gets the community engaged a little bit on social media. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That way it's out there for the public and everybody to see instantaneously. I like that even better. Yep. Great. Great. All right. Well, unless you have anything else for us, Tom. No. I'm going to close. Excellent. Well, I'd like to remind everybody that uh, these podcasts are on Tom's website at successseriesllc.com, and they are under the blog tab. And under that tab, there's Tom's biweekly blogs as well as these Talk with Tom podcasts. And if you subscribe to Tom's biweekly blog post, the notifications um, for his biweekly blog post, if you subscribe to that, you can actually get the first two chapters of his ebook, Getting From Here to There, for free. Am I stating that correctly, Tom? That's correct. Very good. Um, nothing else. I would like to thank you, Tom, for your time and your wisdom today. And I'm Aaron Wilker for Tom Hart, who always says, life is a series of now, so grow your life today. Everybody, have a great day. 